welcome to this episode of Skip the Snooze with Gathering Students, a podcast to help you connect your faith with your everyday lives and to fill the gap from Sunday to Sunday. We believe that faith is something that impacts all 168 hours of our weeks, and we want to be a place where you start your school days off on the right foot. I am Martin, your host, and today is September 9th, which means that today we are celebrating National Teddy Bear Day on the obscure national holidays calendar. And let's be honest, during a year like 2020, when we could all just use some warm, fuzzy feelings, that feels like National Teddy Bear Day has been needed for a while. So with that, I would like to welcome our guest on the podcast. His name is Will Drumright. Will, we grew up together outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here and on National Teddy Bear Day of all days. Well, so that is my obvious first question. Uh, have you ever made a Build-A-Bear for somebody? <laughs> you know, you know, I never did that. I never went down that path. Um, I've never actually been in a Build-A-Bear. I don't know what happened in my life where that didn't happen, but never. Yeah, uh, that's disappointing. I think I've made two. And also, fun fact, uh, Build-A-Bear, St. Louis company, we are the home of Build-A-Bear. So... Just, it feels like it's all coming together today. So uh, we ask all of our guests two questions. First is what is your favorite dessert? Oh man, starting off strong. Um, well, I've got, I've got two um, because I think you of all people will appreciate that. Like I've become a really big fan of churros lately. Yeah. Uh, I don't know like why those escaped my dessert palette until now. Um, but yeah, so big fan of churros. Um, yeah, but, uh, but probably um, uh, some blackberry or peach cobbler uh, because uh, that would be something that we'd have probably once a month with my grandparents. Like, it, you know, uh, we used to do family lunch growing up. And so um, whenever we got to have cobbler, for some reason, it was always a really exciting day for me. So fond memories associated with that. Are we putting ice cream on top of said cobbler? Of course. I am not a crazy person, Martin. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's good to check these things. I feel like it's dessert. You're allowed to pick two. It's, uh, we're not heathens yeah. here. You could pick as much dessert as you want. Uh, and secondly, this is the Skip the Snooze podcast. So the obvious question is, in the morning, are you a snoozer or are you a up before the, up before the alarm goes off kind of guy? Um, I'm not up before the alarm goes off because of how early my alarm goes off. Right now, it's between 4.30 and at the latest 5 o'clock uh, because I get up and coach boxing at 6 a.m., um that's, so that's something. yeah it goes off yeah it goes off early so i have to get up now i will say though that there are some days that uh my dog is laying next to me and pokes his head up and says no we're not getting up and lays his head on my legs and so in which case like i'm required by law to stay in bed yeah i mean i think that's that's exactly right when a, when a dog <laughs> is snuggling up you you don't get up mm-hmm so, uh, Will, as I said, kind of in the intro, we grew up together in a, in a youth yeah. group outside of Nashville. Uh, as we learned like a year and a half ago at a, a wedding rehearsal dinner, I don't think any of us know how we actually met. Uh, I just kind of stumbled into a collection of guys who've become lifelong friends. Uh, but just for our audience, uh, are there any just uh, forever memories of our time between the grades of seven and 12 that, that just stand out at, at Brentwood United Methodist church, uh, and world of shenanigans. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, geez, that seems like such a long time ago. Uh, yeah, no, it, um, that's cause we're old. as we like, you know, so I think one of the best ways to kind of describe how we came together is, 
you know, how our guy uh, TK TK puts it is that, you know, we there was kind of this group of guys who all kind of grew up together in scouts and church and everything else like that. And then all of a sudden you appear um, and were just just part of us like it was, you know, you'd been there your whole, uh, whole life with us. Um, so that, let's see. Uh, the first one that stands out is a, um, a teal um, Jaguars jersey and a puka shell ne- necklace. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was forever associated. Too. That's forever associated with you. Um, yeah. um, really cool in 2000 and, uh, <laughs> you know, one. Yeah, so cool. Um, then let's see. I think um, I feel like the 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 statute on this is now we can say this. Uh, sleeping in the church the night before choir tour. Yeah, yeah, um, we, we snuck in and slept right, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, let's see. Sorry, my dog is being a part of this podcast. Uh, let's see. No, and then I think kind of the biggest one, are, I, it should be no surprise to you that a lot of my memories with you are associated with Barnabas. Um, the first being the, um, the shin kick heard around the world, um, which was hysterical. Yeah, for all of you uh, who, are, who are listening, uh, our, our student pastor growing up got out in a game and kicked me in the shin because he was a sore loser <laughs> it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen especially being a youth member and seeing yeah. that happen uh, it's fantastic um yeah and then a lot of inspiration points sitting there um talking about life liberty and pursuit of whatever it was we wanted to talk about yeah i mean i've got i'm thinking through memories that are and plenty of we can't share on this podcast uh which i think is why <laughs> I'm now in student ministry is because I, I made those memories that we can't share here. But I mean, our first high school small group that we were ever a part of, I think on the first night, we were so stupid that our, uh, our small group leader identified us as piece of crap idiots. Like that's what you <laughs> didn't mean, words. That's what he thought of us. And that makes me feel particularly special and loved. And I think, and frankly, mm-hmm. I think he was well within his rights to, to call us that. I think that's, Oh yeah, we are right. It. So, totally. well, we could do this for hours, but we aren't really here to talk about student ministry memories. Uh, we're here to talk uh, about what you kind of do now. You, uh, yeah. you are a sports psychologist, and uh, you work with. You said it earlier. You work with uh, coaching boxing at six a.m. You also work with a lot of teenage athletes. So, just tell us a little bit more about what you do. Yeah. So. Um, so I, well, I call myself now, it's a mental conditioning coach. Um, so working with athletes, uh, really athletes and performers on the mental side of performance, you know, the brain's the most important muscle that we've got. And so it's important to make sure um, that our, you know, our mental capacity and then our mental skills are continuously improving so that it can match our physical performance. So many athletes and performers uh, spend a lot of time training physically and tactically uh that it's also good to make sure that you're training yourself mentally to be able to have those skills that are going to allow you to continuously advance um through your different levels of um you know of play or competition maybe whatever that may be so the you know the because every level that you get to is going to demand more and more of you um and so being able to um identify identify that and work on those skills to make you know change good to great um kind of those last little bits so um that's a lot of the work that i do is spending time talking with athletes uh, about that with their uh, perspective sport or even in if there are some other performance areas around it um i end up talking a lot about the classroom as well um, because they are student athletes um but that's kind of like in a a broad nutshell what I do. 
Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, mental conditioning. I know you and I have talked a lot before about your work in mental toughness and, and helping athletes overcome adversity, athletes overcome challenges they're facing and, and what you talked about going from good to greater or making next steps. And so, you know, we have a bunch of students who are, whose fall at least the first nine weeks uh, and, and yeah. frankly, their last spring have been I almost completely turned upside down and the reset button has been hit real hard. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious for, for teenagers that you work with uh, and student athletes that you're working with when they are facing adversity and challenges or similar to the challenges that our students in St. Louis here are facing, what would you say to, to your athletes uh, as it relates to overcoming adversity and challenges? Yeah. I mean, this is a, uh, a prolonged experience of, uh, of time where just going through different, um, different styles of adversity and just different things being uh, f uh, forced onto, um, onto, you know, well, all of us, especially student, uh, you know, students and student athletes with this period of time. So um, overcoming adversity, I think a lot of, you know, is an important skill, obviously, to have this kind of forward focused uh, mindset or this, this idea of kind of the growth uh, part of it. A good example I like to use um, is, I know you and I have done this a few times, but like, so running an obstacle course, right? You get to the starting line, and then all of a sudden, in order to get to the finish line, you have to crawl over these obstacles, right? They're there for a reason in order for you to come up with different ways to kind of, you know, figure out what you need to do to overcome the obstacles, right? So it's a really good analogy to be able to look at it going like, hey, you, you know, here's where you're starting, and here's where you want to get to. Well, there are going to be things along the way that are going to challenge you to think about things a little bit differently, right? Rather than just say, oh my gosh, there's an eight-foot wall that I have to get over. It's like, well, okay. How do you figure out how to get over that that eight foot wall, or you know what do you, you know do you need to do a rope climb? So like just these different things that like kind of appear uh, as something that maybe they may seem lar uh, like larger than life, or some of the stressors uh, that you may feel, you know, kind of experiencing um, different styles of adversity, or just understanding um, that sometimes things are just tough um, as well is is an important thing to be able to understand to like be able to admit that it's tough. But then understand like, hey, there's something that you can do to overcome this obstacle may not be what you thought it was going to be, but there is still something that you can do. So bring it back into your your own control um, with it. The other thing that I think is important is you've got to be uh, be aware of uh, the words that you, can, that you use with yourself in terms of how you're assessing the situation. Right. So right now things are just kind of weird. Nobody can like it's, you know seemingly changes every day right but if you're able to frame things around your schedule and just say hey you know what it's just a little bit different right rather than saying you know oh hey you know this this sucks or anything else like that it's a completely different um conversation that you can have yourself like hey it's different what do i have to do now right and then that brings it all the way back into this sense of control like okay hey yes it is what it is right um which i, I typically i don't like that term but it's, it's a good actually starting point like hey it is what it is. What what do I need to do right now? How how do I deal with this? Right, and so being able to put it more in terms of understanding, like the the cliche is control the controllables, right? But if you uh, figure out how you can take a step forward uh, and move forward and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do, take care of that, and then okay, what's the next thing that's required of me? And then that way it becomes more of a challenge. And that's a good word. I mean, it's uh, like you said, we're all dealing with this. Uh, everyone's having their their plans, their expectations shifted kind of daily, let right. alone big picture goals. And and teenagers and students are perhaps most susceptible to that because so much of life is is lived through the the lens of school. And so, man, I just I really appreciate you coming on today, talking a little bit about challenges, talking a little bit about how to 
to use your metaphor of the obstacle course to keep the the big picture goals in focus, but also to to get small and, and recognize obstacles and figure out uh, what we need to do to challenge them. If there's one thing that you would uh, like to leave all of our listeners with today, Will, what is one piece of advice that you'd offer uh, to everyone listening? Well, I've got one piece of advice and I've got maybe some sort of a challenge, maybe uh, yeah. something later on to follow up for that. So the first, the, the first piece of advice is very simple and it's breathe. Okay. Uh, just breathe. Uh, a lot of times uh, breath work is something that I work with a lot of athletes on being able to bring it back to the breath and kind of take control of a moment. You can always breathe, right? It helps you stay alive. Uh, but sometimes you just need to take a, uh, you know, one or two deep, smooth breaths um, just to be able to uh, calm yourself down and, and allow yourself to focus on what it is you want to focus on. So. Man, that's, uh, that's a good word. Appreciate that. Yeah. Will, thanks for joining us. And, uh, and, and man, I imagine we'll probably have you on again because that kind of work isn't just for quarantine. It's not just for pandemics. That's that's a good word for, for all of us every week. So I'm sure we'll have you on again, yep. but, but brother, I appreciate you having you and, and look forward to seeing you soon. Yep. That sounds great, Martin. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Weekly challenge. So on Monday, we had a challenge for the week, something to help you live this thing we call following Jesus out. And this Monday, our challenge was simple to make a, a baked good and go deliver it to a neighbor. Just something to spread love, spread hope and joy around your little neighborhood, to be a good neighbor. Add a note to it. Get some sidewalk chalk, chalks, chalk up a message to, to the people right around you, but bring a little bit of light and joy into the world around you. And before we go, we wanted to share the same couple of announcements we've had the last couple of episodes. The first is if you are looking for a place to connect both with with other friends, new people, with God, we would love to have you join a Gathering Students core group. There are groups for, for every grade, six through 12. There's also virtual groups for those of you who aren't feeling comfortable meeting in person. If you wanna sign up for one of those, you can check out our show notes. The links, the links will be in there. And then secondly, we have started this idea that, that we is greater than me. And we have partnered with an organization called Mud Love to create these We Are Greater Than Me and Hope bracelets. We'd love to have you order one and, and share the news. That link will also be in our show notes. We'd love to have you donate uh, every bracelet that we sell. $9 of that bracelet goes directly to fresh water in Mozambique. So we are both trying to spread a, a little message of hope and unity, but also uh, make a real difference in the lives of people around the globe. And that's it for this episode of Skip the Snooze. We will see you next Monday. And just like your parents, we hope you have a great day of school today. And remember, don't forget to turn in your homework. Mm -hmm.